Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What is up, girl dads? Glad you're back here with me. I wanted to dig into another dadism. It's one that's near and dear to me. I use it a lot for myself. I use it a lot for everything that I do, really. It pertains to all aspects of life. And and here it is. Fate favors the prepared. That is something that I say all the time. And so let's dig into the, the phrase there a little bit because I'm sure there's a lot of people right off the bat who are going to be like, that's stupid. And you're right. It kind of is. Not not that it's stupid, but it's contradictory, paradoxical, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so fatalism, right? You don't have any say in the matter. Things happen how they happen is what it is. That would be the opposite of preparation. Like, why would you put in effort to prepare if fate determines how everything goes and you don't really have a say? That seems to contradict itself. And then, you know, if you're prepared and you're putting a lot of effort into preparation then was it really and you do succeed then was it really fate or was it your preparation and to you who are asking those questions i would wink and tap my nose because you got it there that's the point it's there to to kind of make you think and really when i'm saying it it's that it's it's not really fate it's the preparation, it's the hard work. And then there is that aspect of timing, right? You have to be prepared. You have to be ready for the right situation. When the right situation arises and it meets your preparation, that's how you get success. That is is more true than everything else. So it's more of a fun way to get people thinking, chewing on things. So that's my dadism, right? Fate favors are prepared. I always say it all the time. I was really thinking about it this weekend because I was uh, spending some time out on the smoker. There are the two camps of dad. There's the ones that take up mowing and having perfect lawns. And then there's those that have take up smoking random meats. I'm on the smoking random meat side. Uh, I do manage my lawn, but I have to have to be honest. I hate mowing. I, <laughs> I absolutely hate it. We have the lawn. I love the lawn, but I hate mowing it. So I'm not going to be one who spending much of extra time getting perfect lines. I'm really just out there trying to get it done as soon as possible. Uh, and I can't talk my wife into getting me a right on mower, so that's is what it is. So I was out there this weekend, and I have, you know, I just got into smoking maybe, well, during the pandemic. We, I was sitting here. I was like, I got nothing to do. I've been wanting to try barbecue for a long time, so we, we pulled the trigger got a smoker so it's a really small smoker it's it's n- not the best it's a starter one for sure it's great for learning on and i've learned a whole bunch and one of the biggest lessons that i've learned is that you really 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 have to be prepared there's not a lot of room for error in this thing right there, there's a lot of nicer machines a lot of nicer products will give you some so think of golf clubs you go out and you buy a really nice set of ping golf clubs. You could have the worst golf swing in the world, and you're still going to hit it straight down the fairway, you know, a few hundred yards. That's because there's so much science and engineering into those clubs to help bad golfers be good. That's what we're talking about. I don't have the smoker version of a ping golf club. 
Okay, I have the Costco Golden Bear sounds like a boat or when you hit the golf ball version of a smoker. And in order to succeed with a tool like that, you really got to be on the ball. And so one of the things that I've started to do, you know, I, I set up a table next to it. So I have my my thermometer there. I have my charcoal. I have my wood. And not only do I just have wood, I have my wood stacked up. I even have my three pieces of charcoal to one piece of wood, and I have small piles so that as my temperature gets to a certain point, I can just grab a pile, put it in, and off we go. We keep going. And so that's prepared. Another thing that I do is I have my towel actually clipped to my belt. It was something I asked my wife for, and she worked with my girls to get one for me. It's one of my favorite things ever. Is a, It's a towel with a metal clip, almost like a carabiner, I clip onto my belt loop so I always have a towel because you're always, you're either touching something hot, your hands are greasy, they're dirty, you're touching the smoker and now you got uh, soot all over them and then you got to go in the house. So you just always need a towel all the time when you're, when you're cooking. And now I have one with me all the time. It's one of my favorites. And then while I'm doing all of that, in between, yeah, I got about 20 to 30 minutes before I need to check on my, you know, with my fire management and all of these things. I'm reading. And the book that I'm reading right now, or I just finished with this last smoke session, because uh, I was smoking brisket and it's like six hours. So, six hours for the very small piece of brisket I did, six hours. Big brisket is a lot longer than that. I was reading the book called Five Conversations to Have with Your Daughter. Again, that just reinforced for me this idea that you have to be prepared. You have to know what you're getting into. Or once you're in there, you have to be ready for the next situation. And that's true for cooking. It's true for being a parent. I think that's something that as dads, we don't do enough of. So we have all of the self-help books to help us be better, to be great. We've read all the diet things. We've read all of the ultimate performance things. But how much time have we spent investing in learning how to be a parent? How much time have we spent investing in what happens next? I do believe that life prepares you. So when you when you are a dad, each stage prepares you for the next stage. And they ease you into it. They don't just leapfrog from toddler to puberty, right? So there's, there's a lot of stages in there that kind of bring you with them through it. And you can have time to prepare. But... If, if you're adjusting at the same time, same rate they're adjusting, how much help are we to them? We, we are still helping them because we've been through it, but we could be more help to them if we were anticipating what was to come and prepared for it. Just like if we went camping, we can have a good camping trip if we just wing it and we just decide to jump in the truck and go. But if we take a minute, prepare, get all of the things that we need in there, once we get to the lake, we're like, oh, I forgot my fishing pole. Oh, I got my fishing pole, but I forgot my tackle box. Or, ooh, forgot pillows. We have sleeping bags, but no tent. So you're always kind of juggling and adapting and rolling with the blows versus taking a moment to prepare, having everything that you need, and then having an awesome experience fishing where you have your fishing pole, your tackle box, your pillow, your sleeping bag, all inside the tent, all at once. And yes, I have been in both camps. I have rushed off and forgotten random pieces. I've planned and forgotten random pieces. I've planned and had everything put together. And I tell you, it is worth the time to figure out what you need and to double check and make sure that you have it. So I, I think I'm going to put this challenge out there. This challenge is for, 
for you dads, it's for me as a dad, that we need to continue to learn and develop and prepare for the stages that our daughters are going to go through. The stages that our daughters are going to go through are hard, and they're very they're not very different. They're similar to what we did, but it looks different. Okay, so the, a lot of the challenges that our kids are going through are the same challenges that we went through. We went through bullying, sure. We went through mean kids at school, but we didn't go with mean kids in the internet. So th- there's, it's the same, but it looks a little different. So we have to consider these things. There's a lot of other messages that are going on there too. When we were kids, the messaging back then was to the current culture. The culture is different now. And the messaging to our to our kids today is very different than the messaging that our kids receive now. So if we want them to be prepared to receive those messages, to be able to handle and process those, we have to anticipate them so that we are ready and can answer their questions, can lead and guide them. So dads, this is our challenge. Be prepared, research, learn, get coaching, do whatever we need to do to be the best dads that we can. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledoo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledoo Podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.